2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Welcome back. I'm Harriet Minter, journalist, feminist, and Love Island obsessive. And no, those three things aren't at all incompatible. I've said that before. We're four weeks into the greatest social experiment since David Cameron wondered what would happen if he asked the public what they thought about the European Union. The, the And so far, we've learned that loyalty is a one-way street. Stop breaking little G's heart, Josh. That even saving lives can't make a man with third-degree sunburn attractive and true love is packing a croissant in your other half's suitcase. Joining me on Undercover Love <laughs> this week is the head turner. That is Laura Jane Williams, hey. author, journalist, accidental influencer. Hello, Madeline. Hi. Uh, author, journalist, accidental influencer. <laughs> it's true. Is, how is you said that on your stories. I was like, that's such a great title.
1: I yeah, love that. I
2: just was on Instagram so I could hopefully sell a few more
1: books.
3: And then before I know it, people are tagging me in pictures of their IKEA yellow chair because I've got one.
2: It does look very comfortable. It's a great piece of interior design it's, there. It's mascara as well people cut every day what mascara are you wearing what mas- look at this look at this it's Benefit they're real where did that come from Roger Williams did it come from you yes it did accidental influencer <laughs> never set out to shift my body weight in mascara <laughs> and here we are so thank you so much for coming and talking thank about you. Love Island um, so I when I was putting this podcast together I wrote a list of people and I was like who do I think is going to be really funny and have some great opinions on this and you were right up <laughs> no the top pressure no pressure No pressure. Um, And I emailed you about it and you said, I don't even watch it. I don't watch it, I don't have a TV, not interested. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, it's a gateway (laughs) drug, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I I think it was
3: probably that email that prompted me to be like, oh, if, if Harriet is that engaged with it, because I've followed (laughs) up for ages. I was like, all right, I'll give it a watch. Oh no, I'm such a feeder. You're such a feeder, yeah. And so I think it was two days after it first started. I was like, I'll give it a watch. And then at least when I'm dismissing it, I'm not doing a Piers Morgan and dismissing something that I've actually Actually. never seen. Mm -hmm. This will be informed dismissal. And that (laughs) makes me better than everybody else. Um, And then it's absolutely incredible it is absolutely incredible what has grabbed you about it well like we were saying before we hopped on the podcast it, it's 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 life that yeah. is life i'm fascinated by the gender dynamics the gender politics the performative role that the, the men play and like peacocking yeah. um, and how like getting in the bits society because they've had a bit of a fumble is like a point of honour and how the girls kind of preen themselves. Those, I tell you what, I am terrified of those high heels on that decking. How are they not getting those heels caught and flying? I, I do not know. I sprained an ankle wearing trainers. <laughs> In April. <laughs> so, how they've done it, I don't know. And um yeah, I used to be Grazia's dating columnist, and I know dating and the whole dynamic of when are you seeing each other? What does a kiss mean? What does a fumble mean? At yeah. what point are we official? At what point is it ridiculous if you go off with somebody else or I go off with somebody else? It's all there. Yeah. It's making me a politer person because when you see other people
2: misbehaving, you go, I will never I will do never that. that Not I. <laughs> and I will never put up with that again. That's the other thing. I'm watching it. I've got a lot of thoughts oh, about mind, that, though, mind, you know. Mind
3: really? Well, like, you know, um, the girls were going to pick. No, the boys were going to pick the girls, and so. Rosie was left for Adam and Adam picked Rosie again and she, like, gave him a second chance. And I was very careful when I talked. um, I'm on Instagram stories all the time. Where's Laura? (laughs) Oh, she's on stories. (laughs) Uh, But I was saying on stories, like, I'm not going to judge because I've taken a dickhead back. Yeah. You've taken a dickhead Uh, back. Many a time. Barbara Next Door's taken a dickhead (laughs) back. Yeah. We are so, and, and I think this is so apparent in the show as well, we are so, I think... As women, so socialized to be nice and understanding and give second chances that, like, I was not gonna dismiss anybody for
2: being a second chance Sally because that's what we're taught to do. That is interesting. I think that's really, and I think that's gonna be particularly interesting in the coming week with Kaza Amor and all the shenanigans. Shenanigans is a great word for it. I wanna know how they don't all have strep throat. Oh, well, so apparently, (laughs) I did not know this, I read this the other day, apparently they all get tested for STDs before they go in the villa, so, like, I feel like there's a lot of kind of, in quotes, health testing going on. Sure. But that game of, like, did you see the game where they had to transfer liquid from one person's mouth to another. i just come
3: out of the shower and I thought, I've not missed anything. (laughs) Because when they had to do the food one, I I was watching it on replay. I don't have a television. I do (laughs) Love Island lunch and catch up the next day. I had to fast forward. I was like, this is repulsive.
2: (laughs) Not oh. for me, this game. Not for me. Oh, this is why I never went on an eighteen to thirties holiday. I was like, You're gonna make me do I mean, st- yeah. shit like this and I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. What's
3: wrong with just like passing an apple under your <laughs> neck? <laughs> why does it have to be food and oh, the, the nonsense?
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I know babe's not good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some of the things we're gonna be talking about this week. I mean we're gonna be talking about obviously the love triangle that was Laura Wes and Megan and all the stuff that goes in there. I really wanna talk to you also about sex in the villa. Mm. I think Sex the Villa is really interesting mm. even though we don't see any of it there's only been one reference to a condom far as I can tell. yeah sound. I know although apparently there is like the house is literally littered with them well I should hope so I but hope I so. just I wish that they were addressing that for the wider public <laughs> so that we can always go oh it is cool to wrap it up so there's Great. 10 seconds of sexual activity that we're allowed to see not like a duvet shifting but the rip of a condom wrapper yes yes, yes. Yeah. yes. or that awkward where did I put it moment yeah. yes exactly uh let's start though let's start with lauren wes so i kind of i mean i think that we all knew that the death of lauren wes was pretty much nigh i did not see it coming via megan (laughs) (laughs) i mean
3: i almost want to say you can't fault a woman who's gonna go i'm done with you i mean (laughs) god bless him he's as deep as a Puddle, puddle. It's as deep as a puddle. But just to go, I think we're done here. You're all right. I'll do you. <laughs> I'll have a go on that one. Like, like, like it's a
2: you know a sushi buffet or something. So somebody said to me something that I thought was quite interesting. They said uh, Hattie Crystal, who was on the podcast last week, go check it out if you haven't listened to it. Uh, she said that she thought it was interesting that Yael said to Megan you know, way back at the start of the week oh, well, we don't seem to have as much fun as the other couples. You know, maybe yeah. we should try and have more fun. I think he actually said maybe you should try and be more fun. Obviously, mm. it's always someone else's fault, yeah, or whatever. Um, and she thinks maybe Megan took that as a, oh my gosh, he's going to dump me. I'm going to get in there first and move on while I still have the power. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'd not considered that. So I think there might be a bit of hanging on going on in the villa, so... Well, and... Um, you know, Laura and Wes, oh, we're not, you know, we're okay, we're not that happy, but we're okay. Yeah. Megan and Niall, we're not that happy, but we're okay. But, you know, the thing is, and I've not seen this talked about a lot, it is a game.
3: Yeah. So, if you go around saying, I'm not into my guy, and then flat walks in and goes right everyone choose someone to send home you've opened yourself up so it is that thing of like yeah yeah babe i'm here to find love that's what i'm here for that's what i've signed up for but then also well it's it's a game and you're not going to get to hang out in the villa for much longer yeah unless you seem outwardly to everybody else stronger so it does kind of have to be that stealth kind of Katie Holmes leaving Tom Cruise sort of management and planning that you order every... You know, you get your your yeah. ducks in a row and then you make the exit. And that's the game
2: part of it. I wouldn't recommend that in real life.
1: <laughs> but um, it is a game. But
2: for the game, yeah. Do you think... Uh, so Laura said when she saw Laura and Megan Wes kind of flirting, she said, oh, it's fine. Megan's my friend. I know she wouldn't do that. Mm. And then she did. Is Megan anybody's friend? <laughs> well, <Meghan laughs> fabulous comment of I've never really had girlfriends, and the world was Ooh. like, and Megan, this is why. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you think there is girl code in the villa? If you're Danny Dyer, there is. She's <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a, a saint of a woman.
3: I just give her a TV career. Yeah, done, please now. finished, well done. Like, literally, I was driving up the M1 yesterday and it was taking hours, and in my head, <laughs> I genuinely had the thought well, what would Danny do? And I was like, Danny would go, it's not brilliant, it's all right. You know, well, just just breathe through it. You'll get there. And I thought, that's what she'd say. That's what I'm going to do. What would Danny Dyer do? Um...
2: I've forgotten the question now. Uh, girl code in the villa. Girl code. Should Megan have spoken to Laura first? There are all these kind of weird rules that happen but in the villa. But then
3: that awkward thing about, you know, to, I'm learning all the Love Island lingo <laughs> this year. But to, like, get pied, pied, pied. off, yep. get pied, you're not going to say to oh, Laura I've got feelings for your guy if you without yeah. knowing if the guy is interested.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: In a way. So I think both conversations needed to happen... I, you know, I would like to think I would have gone to Laura first, but actually
2: I think I would have sounded it out with Wes
3: Yeah, because obviously if Wes would
2: have been like, look, I think you're great, but yeah. I'm really into Laura.
3: Because chemistry is such this, you know, intangible thing. The only people that are really qualified to comment on the chemistry between Megan and Wes is Megan and Wes. Yeah. It's a look as somebody butters their toast. It's an awareness of, like, oh, God, every time I go up onto the roof, he ends up on the roof, or every time she's in the pool, he ends up in the pool. That, like, invisible... So it's only them qualified to assess whether it's worth throwing the grenade in. So why would you throw in a grenade without kind of getting that clarification? I, You know, the line is, well, give us a kiss then. Yeah all right, babe, you don't need to get it on lock that way. For me, that indicated a severe lack
2: of self-confidence. <laughs> so we heard, and we're going to hear Megan, like, quite aggressively, I think, telling Wes to kiss her. Give
0: me a kiss. I give you
1: a kiss? A
2: kiss?
1: Yeah, if you fancy mm. me. Oh, don't you start with things like that. You <laughs> can you have kiss a kiss tomorrow earlier. if you get on. Yeah, we did, yeah, but I think maybe not now. She's fit, like she is. St- Everyone knows Megan is fire, but the kiss in here is like a shag on the outside. It's different, and I
2: think it would have been way too early and way too abrupt and a bit slimy to kiss behind Laura's back. Just be honest, you're not into it, are you?
1: Into what? Me? Into you? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you wouldn't.
1: Why are you bullying me? I'm not bullying you. No, you. I just need somewhere short.
2: I just feel like I've come out here, like poured my heart to you, and you give me nothing back.
3: What do we think of this? Well, I, I was saying this to a friend the other day. The The way that she said it, I thought, was incredibly seductive. Interesting. That eye contact, yeah. half a smile, that is nerves, vulnerability and sexual desire. Yeah. And I'm, I identify as straight. Oh, yeah. And I, mean... I I could have leapt through my laptop screen and gone, I'll do it! <laughs> I ju- And the fact that Wes was like, babe, that's not appropriate. I just thought, well, he's got more about him than I've got because I would have snogged her. That doesn't make it right. I'm just saying she <laughs> does have... And it's, you know... I'm there. I've seen the pictures in Hello. I know what she used to look like compared yes. to what she looks like now. No judgment, but it's not real. No. Nope. It is, you know. And she said that herself in one of the episodes. She was like, anyone can get big tits and veneers, but yep. watch your personality? And I'm like, good. Glad, you know,
2: glad that there's an She's awareness aware of, of that. Yeah. Um, so. But I- there is an energy about Megan as well. Like, did you read the article this week about uh, big dick energy? <laughs> So, if anyone who hasn't read this, it was an article. I was it in the New York Times? Love I read it. <laughs> but it was only
3: an article after it became this like viral talking yeah. point on Twitter. I'm like, well
2: done. The cut covered it the very cut, well. That was it. it was Ari- Ariana Grande and Pete Thingamajiggy. I can't remember yeah. their name. They're engaged, whatever. And on Twitter, apparently, she referred to him as having big dick energy. Right. Massive conversation about what big dick energy is. Right. But I essentially believe Megan has it. Like it's that absolute, total and utter confidence in your own sexuality. Do
3: you but, think she has it or do you think she just exudes Well, it? I feel, and listen, this is the only time yeah. I'm going to compare myself to Megan <laughs> and her big dick energy. But in my 20s, I had a massive heartbreak. I had very little self-worth and I knew the one secret to making any, almost any man I wanted sleep with me. Uh, please share that. I asked. Look at that. And that doesn't mean that I was confident or believed in my worth or um, thought that I was like the bee's is knees, is, you know, six out of 10 on a good day, babe. but I'm fine with that. I'm a regular human being. Um, so, yeah, I used to occupy that same space of. I will know that I'm desirable and worthy when there's a man inside me, yeah, and um i wrote a whole book about yeah. that i'm not in that space anymore, but I recognize that in Megan where so it can seem you know to to know all you've got to do is ask because very yeah. few blokes typically will say no, very true, you know they'll all dip the paint brush in that yeah. pot yeah. why not there's less attachment to them, I think um. So yeah, I've been there in that space myself. Um, But it doesn't mean that you are confident. I think it actually, um, you know, and I'm not slut shaming. And if this comparison comes off wrong, I just want to make that very clear. But for example, Danny, um, not having done anything with Jack, and she's not going to do that, you know, the girlfriend and boyfriend now. And she said, you want to be able to look my dad in the eye. But I definitely think, There is something to um, not confusing sex with intimacy. Mm -hmm. So Megan might be able to wield sex, but she she isn't cultivating intimacy, and I think she doesn't believe she's worthy of intimacy, maybe why she doesn't have female friends, because women are socialised with a very intimate language that men don't have, so she's not forced to confront that about herself if she doesn't have female friends. Danny is... The, the the poster child for what it is to create valuable, intimate relationships, and that is separate to sex. Have sex by all means, but don't confuse it with intimacy.
0: Right. This is the
3: I end of my TED right. talk. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I've just learned so much,
2: so much. And I think it is so true because I can absolutely remember a period in my, yeah, probably early 20s where I completely knew... How to mm. get anyone I wanted? Yeah, completely. And same, I always say, six out of ten on a good day, seven with a really good makeup brush. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not self worth. It's not self esteem. It's no. just an ability. Actually, I always feel to make other people feel like they have incredible self worth, and that mm. you see that in them, mm-hmm, 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 and you're mm-hmm. lifting them, which I think she does. Yeah, it's quite manipulating. Yeah, definitely. In a way. Yeah. yeah. So, you touched a little bit there on this kind of slut-shaming, and a bit of that appeared in the villa this week. Mm. So, uh, there was one exercise, where, one exercise, one game, where you know, they had to guess facts about each other, and one of the questions was, how many p- people do you think your partner has slept with? Mm. Aniel said he thought Megan had slept with 37, and she was horrified. Mm. She would have slept with 20, only 20. Mm. As if... There's somehow a magical number between 20 and 37, yeah. which <laughs> yes. is yeah, like, yeah. on the this... official line. <laughs> After that, totally, yeah. totally not okay. Yeah. Uh, and then when Laura found out about Megan and Wes, she got really angry and she called Megan a slag. Mm. Do not use that word. She did go and apologise quite quickly afterwards. I was like, okay, thank you. Um, and Megan's response was, I'm not a slag. She's slept with more people than me. Mm-hmm. Where are we on slut-shaming in 2018? And why is it rearing its ugly head right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to Laura
3: that she caught herself and went back and apologised and was like, I was angry. You're not a slag. You're not a slut. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. And I was like, very good. And I was really thrilled that they showed that. I agree. As well. A woman going...
1: That I issued a low
3: blow. Yeah. And I shouldn't have done. And I'm like that's what I'm here for with Love Island. Like, yeah, g- give Humans. middle England that that <laughs> that education. Yeah, like I'm here for it. Um Yeah, I mean, I just that was a shitty game full stop. Yeah. Cuz it's totally irrelevant. Yeah. And um I don't think anybody told the truth either. Interesting.
2: I just I mean, Adam said, like, 200 plus. And this is what, to me, is really shocking, right? Which is, Adam says 200 plus. Nobody is like, stay away from me, mm. you biology lab. Yeah. You know, like... I, Your biology lab! I find that, <laughs> I find that astonishing. Yeah. I find it astonishing that it's a point of pride and that somebody who... You know, a lot of those girls in the, that villa are really, I think, quite sex positive. They're like, you yeah. know... If you like someone and you're in bed with them every single night, yeah. stuff's going to happen and it's quite fun. And yeah. let me share the details with you and let's have a good old gossip. Yeah. And so to take that attitude, which mainly prevails, and have that moment of, oh, but not me, I'm still a really good girl. Mm. I am really sad. Mm. I mean, but is it like, you know,
3: I'm really into talking about money and business yeah. with my girlfriends. But still, my stumbling block is giving you an actual number of my income or what a particular job paid. So I can talk. Yeah. You know, and I'm learning.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, And, you know, the closest, closest, closest to me might have a number. But as soon as there's a numerical value, you're yeah. able to weight yeah. something rather than it be this general discussion. So I think, like, we are moving beyond slut shaming. Yeah. But it, it's still that thing of give it a number, and then you can rank it and put it on a scale, and that's when suddenly everyone goes, oh, 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 no, wasn't ready for this. <laughs> um, but just what a shit game! Yeah, producers of Love Island, no, <laughs> you let us down. Yeah, us not down. not interested in that game. And I, and I do, you know, rules of three, isn't it? Divide what a woman. Absolutely. Times what a woman says by, by three, three, divide divided. what a man says by three. Yeah. Like, Adam cannot have muscles
2: that big. If no. we're going to continue to believe he's 22... He simply has not had time. He has not had time. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just, there are not enough hours in the day. There just aren't. Like, mixing all those protein shakes takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I just... He, he does not have the time and space for this. Yeah. <laughs> so... The other thing that's really caught me this week, Casa Amor has appeared. The boys mm. have been sent off to frolic with some new women, some new boys in the main villa. Quite frankly, I cannot learn all of their names, so I don't know it's, who they it's are. It's a lot. I was almost hoping that you'd have, like, little football yeah. cards for <laughs> <You know>. reference. <laughs> I just can't be dealing with it. So we're just going to refer to them as that one and that one over there. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you're deeply into it or you're related to them or something like that, but... yeah. If they stay on, I will learn their name. Yeah. Um, so.
3: I was going to make a joke that about nobody can learn somebody's name after just one night. <laughs> uh, uh, fine. Yeah. We'll move on. We'll oh move God. on.
2: You just sometimes you can't, you know, sometimes you've learned things one day and you just forget them the next. And that's yeah. human nature. It's allowed. Yeah. Um, so. We have the boys going off to Casa Amor mm. and they pretty much all, to a man with the exception of Jack, who we will come back to later. Were like I'm single mm. I mean there was much talk of you know opening doors and doors being slightly ajar and doors being on the latch and all that type of stuff but essentially they're all single mm. the girls on the other hand I think are moving towards a place where they're all single mm. but the one that broke my little heart poor old Georgia and it has taken me a good three weeks to come around to Georgia because yeah I'm not sure I could be in that. I think you speak for the nation. Yeah. But this week, she's such what I realized about her this week is she's basically a Jack Russell in human form. They're quite small, they're very yappy, but they are super, super loyal.
3: Yeah. Like would go and sit on their master's grave
2: absolutely and wait and wait and that's what she's doing she is sitting on the grave of quite frankly her and Josh's relationship she is and waiting she is correct so what is going on with some sort of dating etiquette where one half of you can think you're a completely loyal true steadfast couple Mm. and the other half thinks you're single I mean the short answer is
3: you know when the cat's away, the mice are going to play. If your mouse is going to play, <laughs> you don't want him anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather know this now, yeah, than later. Um, and you know, coming back to Jack and Danny, well, that mu- that mouse didn't play. Yeah, he stayed loyal, and that's how you know. So they are right that it is a test. That he's not in a position where he can go back to and be like, I've met somebody else. Yeah. Um. I think we feel for her because she put herself out there and she sat him down and was like, I've got feelings. Yeah. But my take is, and what I would say to myself, what I would say to a girlfriend, is like you having that conversation and being brave enough and bold enough has like flexed your heart muscles. Yeah. So even if that's the only thing that comes from it, like, babe, your heart is bigger now. So, don't drop the ball. Don't become this hardened shell because he's gone off with somebody else. You can't control what he does. You can only control what you do. And you were brave and bold and fucking well done. Yeah. He's gone off with whoever. Um, Oh, I wish I knew her name because now I sound like I'm being dismissive of her. Kez? Sure. Kez. Sure. Yeah. And so, fine. Maybe they are better -suited. suited. I am disappointed in a way that I'm really rooted for Josh. He seems like a really sound guy. Yeah. And he's actually a friend of a friend. Okay. Of a friend. And rumour is, he is that nice in real life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got no loyalty to him. A friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> but, I, you know, we've talked about him and I've said he, he seems really sound. And that's his reputation outside of the villa. Um
2: and I do still think he's sound, but he's older than Georgia, you know, he's... But do you think he had... So I feel, the thing that I'm disappointed in with Josh is mm. I feel it was totally clear that little Georgia is getting all her feelings going. And then she sits him down and she says, I've got really big feelings. Mm. And from an outside point of view I'm watching that and I'm going Georgia he is not repeating these things back to you you're hearing them but he ain't saying them but he's also not saying that's so amazing that you've told me thank you so much I think we're great but I also want to be really clear that I'm not where you are right now sure oh gosh I'd not picked up on that actually because I think it's always to me it's been really clear that he's not as into her as she is into him but I sort of felt like I wanted him to make that clear to her. Right. Oh, yeah, so that's a really could, good point. You know, kind of protects that. Because I think we were talking about this sort of earlier as well, which is, you know, in modern dating, you can get really into someone. You can go on a few dates and you can be like, oh my gosh, actually, I've just dated 20 idiots and you're such a great one. Yeah. You know, everyone else has been a four out of 10 and you are a good seven, so I am going to take that. Yeah. Um. And then they just disappear. Yeah. And you never know what happens. Yeah. And for me, that's the killer. Which is for Georgia, I feel it's like she is not going to know what she's done wrong. And the answer is not Nothing. a lot. Yeah, She's just not that into you. Well,
3: and that's fine. And that's why I say she has to take control of her own self worth on this. Yeah, and be like, well, f- fine. And I would say, you know, you you date a string of four out of tens, and then you get a seven out of ten. So you get excited. Well, babe, that's still not ten out of ten. Yeah. And when it's 10 out of 10, you're a Jack and a Danny. <laughs> and you're packing croissants in bags and sending your knickers and both. I mean, that Spraying is. Spraying your knickers with perfume yeah. and sending them. <laughs> but blatter. that is like the modern romance of he's sleeping outside and then yeah. you see her sleeping outside and for them to come back together and be like, I slept outside. Oh, my God. I, you know, I slept outside. That's your 10 out of 10. Yeah. So 7 out of 10 is great, but it, it's not. it's still not enough. Yeah and okay. she'll know that the other side of it she'll know that and she'll feel pied off yeah. and she'll feel silly but she put herself out there because she's a strong independent woman with a heart that beats
2: good for her yes she is we love you Georgia. <laughs> got, so got into her now she's gonna annoy me next week but now i'm really into her <laughs> uh, so it is time because we've got a text or text or oh, actually we've got tweets this week we've got tweets um so these are some of the tweets that kind of caught my eyes this is from youtuber patricia bright she said hearing samira's i'm fine is literally a lifestyle for some of us being on the outskirts being treated as if you're of no worth don't worry babes you're a star mm. this also i i was in tears watching samira have that moment of why am I not good enough
3: mm. simply
2: because everyone around her is giving her the indication that she's not good enough and I feel really strongly about this because I feel like we can spend so much time teaching women it's about having strong self-worth and knowing your self-worth mm. but when you're in a situation where everything around you is saying you're not good enough mm. you can have the strongest self-worth in the world mm. and it is going to get battered mm. did you shed a little tear for her?
3: I mean, yes, of course, and I absolutely agree with what you're saying. It's just it's so hard, and you know, none of us are going to come off well next to a woman who yeah. looks like Megan, even though that's all bought and and paid for. Yeah. Again, no judgment, but it's like comparing yourself to a Kardashian. Like it's apples and pears. It's yeah. do you know what I mean? That it's different entities. Um but what i'm really interested in with with samira is the racism yeah angle and again this is why i love our, love love island for bringing that to our attention that i believe there is an unconscious bias against samira because she's black um and i that doesn't For me, it's not like, oh, she's black, I'm not interested. But she's literally not registering on most of these guys' scales. And I believe that comes... And the reading that I've done and um, the women of colour, particularly on Twitter and and the community there, are all kind of saying the same thing of, like, this is a very real experience for
2: a lot of black women. Yeah last week we had the amazing Cuba Sean Baptiste on the show and she wrote an article for Paul on exactly this Mm. Um, and I said to her um, about a year or so ago I remember reading a piece which looked at online dating trends and it found that people had the least success in online dating were black women Mm -hmm. Um, because they simply did not get the same number of matches Mm. and she was like this is the reality of Mm. where we live which is the reality is that there is with the exception of Samira there's nobody on that show that is actually dark skinned Yeah. Um, And Samira is still not at that dark. Yeah. Um, And also that where we are in a world is we say we need to tick some diversity boxes. Mm. So let's make sure we've got one black woman on the show. Sure. And then we don't set them up with a structure that supports them. We don't actually go out and find people that fancy them. We just leave them to kind of wither and die Mm. and when we look at the storyline that Samira's had versus the storyline that Alex has had Mm. you know he's in the same position nobody fancies him Mm. but he's had women thrown at him yeah and he's got the charisma of a foot oh my god he's the most boring man (laughs) (laughs) alive. like the thing that bothers me with Alex (laughs) is Alex being a doctor in
3: the Love Island house (laughs) is like dating in London when you meet a man who owns his own flat (laughs) like he instantly gets the next date yeah because he's a property owner like Alex instantly gets another chance because he's a doctor he's nice (laughs) the thing with Samira and I I really do want to talk about this um so uh my friend Jen who works in diversity was the one that introduced this idea to me of unconscious bias and so for example if I'm walking down the street and uh a black 18 year old in a hoodie is walking towards me I am because of the way I have been socialised for 32 years, I'm going to have certain thoughts. Yeah. And they're going to be racist thoughts. Yeah. So that doesn't make me a racist, oh my God, like, you're a horrible person, but I have a racist reaction. Yeah. And so for every racist thought that I have, the way that you rewire your brain that has been wired this way over three decades is to then tell yourself three new truths about this 18-year-old black man who's walking in the opposite direction so that you start to rewire what you rely on as the automatic truth about this person. So these... And I think that's an important discussion to have because often black voices are telling us that this happens and we are so defensive as white people that we go no no i'm not racist like i've had a black boyfriend i'm not racist like my cousin's kid is um you know his dad's black like we get so defensive and i think this opens up a dialogue where you go god well how do i swipe yeah absolutely for a black man on, on on bumble yeah and I've learned that col- I've, I've learned that it's called colorism. It's yep. so like sliding scale of like lighter skinned
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, being, you know, the closer you are to white, passing the more yeah. the more privilege is the wrong word.
2: Um, and I'm very aware of the language that I'm using around this and screwing up. We, but I, I mean, I, it's a total safe space to describe up this fine, But I think it's an automatic assumption of attraction, right? So yeah, in exactly the same way that. We make automatic assumptions of attraction um, for white women based on their weight and height
3: yeah
2: and uh, for men based on their height and physique you know mm. all those type of things so because that is the image that we see the whole time and we're constantly told that's what's attractive and mm. human beings are very susceptible so if somebody tells us this is attractive this yeah. is safe this yeah is, we go, oh okay then mm. and I think where we are what's really interesting to me is and I wonder. I don't spend a lot of time looking at men's media, Mm. but I have seen a shift in female media, Mm. which has traditionally been massively dominated by, you know, tall, thin, blonde, white women. And it's a small shift, but it is a shift to actually featuring women of colour. And so when I'm looking at my Twitter feed, my whole Twitter feed is like, what is wrong with you? Samira is by far the most beautiful girl in there. Mm. And I look at her and I'm like, have you seen that face? That face is perfect symmetry. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. what is wrong with you? Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think that representation happens in male media. So they're mm. not getting those cues.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so they are really, they have a really small definition of what attractive is. And mm. that unconscious bias kicks in and they go, on my first glance round, yeah, Yeah, you, 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 you hit my very small definition.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. correct. I, I would agree. And it,
2: and. So, what are we going to do about it? Uh, So, what I think we should be doing about it is I was a producer on Love Island. Hello, producers of Love Love Island. Island. Pay attention. We've got ideas. Have you got a notebook and pen? Um, I would actually skew it. So, right now, the skew is like. Where are we? Seven women in the village at the moment. Six women. Mm. You know, five white women, one black woman. Let's flip it around the other way. Mm. Let's flip it and just see what happens. Mm. And actually, let's flip the guys too. Let's change mm. it up because I think right now, and let's make that the norm. You know, let's yeah. Right now, it's just a token black woman isn't enough. Yeah, and that's not gonna. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, what I know about. Um, unconscious bias from a lot of the work that I've done around gender is that you can't put one of somebody yes. in somewhere and expect change. You need a minimum of 30%. Yeah, okay. So 30% is the magic number. When you hit 30%, actually then everyone starts to change mm. um, because it's no longer kind of one person. Well, it's there. a very big burden to put on the one as well. Exactly. Samira, speak for all black women. Yeah. Like, you,
3: you can't, and she's oh my not, God. You
2: know, she's not feeling that. You can see that yeah. in the villa. She's like, I, I can't have a conversation with you about... What's actually going on here? Well, and I, I, I last
3: night in particular, when yeah. she um, had that little cry, yeah. I'm talking about Friday night's episode, when she had the little cry by the sink and she was saying, I just don't look like you. And I was like, she's
2: not, she's not talking saying... about lips, eh, Megan. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. She's not talking about boobs or teeth or something But as buy. far
3: as I yeah. understand it, to bring that up, well, yeah, exactly, because we of. get very,
2: very, very defensive. So,
3: yeah, yeah Samira, um, I would love for the the dialogue around race to continue. And I also want to be very clear that um, I think that extends to both genders as Absolutely. well. So I'm using Samira as the example, but I'm not saying men are shit because yeah. men don't... Yeah, men yeah. have an unconscious bias against black women. No. It works both ways. And I have an unconscious bias yeah. against dark-skinned men that this dialogue is helping me to unpick. And hopefully um, I can be proactive about, you know, making new pathways in my brain. And I hope that by talking
2: openly about that, we can all collectively sort of go, yeah, all right. And I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. So I can tell you last year, uh, Marcel was in the villa and nobody picked him. Mm. Um, Marcel, you know, very dark-skinned black guy. And I absolutely fell in love with him in the villa. I was like, gosh, you are just the nicest, kindest, most thoughtful, lovely man. Mm. He did that go on to cheat on his girlfriend, but never mind. Um, sure. That was quite a way down the line. You right. know, they'd had a year out of the villa by then, so I forgive him. Um, but he was such a beautiful, beautiful man. And yeah. it really made me stop and check. And I was like, I'm pretty certain when I am online swiping, yeah, you've got to be super, super hot and have a really amazing bio, and I'm applying a higher standard to you as a black man than I am to the white man. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what is my actual online dating standard here? So it's like, I have to not find you physically repulsive, which is pretty low, because there are some (laughs) weird-looking men out there that I fancy. Um, And you have to have an interesting bio. And Mm. that's the line. And doing that, I suddenly like, oh, there are a lot of people that I might not have been swiping on. Yeah. And then you actually... Cause you're not doing it out of a kind of inherent. I only want to date a white guy. You're just doing it because yeah, you don't. That's realize. where your brain is. Yeah, and then you see something different. You're like, oh, but our media doesn't show us anything different right now. Yeah, so we're stuck. Yeah, and and
3: uh,
2: also and we don't talk about it. another
3: part of the discussion. Um, and I'm aware we're two white women talking yeah. about race, and and sometimes that that's is awkward. not appropriate. Yeah. Um, but this idea of like oh a mixed race guy and the sexualization yeah. of black men as long as they're not too black yeah um let's be having that discussion as well i had a lot of people come on to my instagram dms and be like oh no my ex is black or i don't see color and it's like that's not helpful to yeah. the conversation we all see color we all see color yeah and i tell you who does see color are are, are, are the people of color yeah so let's
2: not patronize anybody yeah here. i agree yeah uh, we're going to be talking more about this. to put some more guests coming up on the podcast who definitely want to talk about this more. But um, we'd love to know your thoughts as well. Tweet us, tell us, come talk to me at Harriet Minter. Uh, some other tweets I was really loving, though. Uh, ITV Studios tweeting, last night's episode, which I think was Wednesday's, episode of Love Island, most watched show on ITV2 ever. Congrats! Oh, well done! So, wait, which was that the... That would have been Wednesday the 25th, I think, 25th of June. The one where... That was the nice one, and then on... Oh, no, no Wednesday night where was where when everything yeah, went when to everything shit. when everything picked off. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
3: just shows you what a bit drama can do. Yeah. They're very good at leaking just the right amount of information
2: for that yeah. day's episode where you go, wait, what? Yeah. Or in the case of the last night, who's in that pair, I must know? Yeah. Uh, and Molly Goodfellow journalist said, I th- which I think is a really interesting point she's got here, she said, I think that even though stereotypically straight men are thought to be straight talking and say it how it is, this doesn't seem to translate when it comes to their mates, and I feel like this is a problem. Mm. They don't tell off their mates. They
3: don't. Can I just say, Molly Goodfellow is my favourite for- person to follow on Twitter. She's very funny. She's so clever. Yeah, so clever. Um, correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Blokes aren't holding each other. Yeah. To the standard that, as an ally, we need them to be. Beautifully put. Co-signed.
2: Uh, So, it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. So, I'll kick off my hero. It's got to be Jack. Jack is my hero this week mm. and I love Danny and I suspect that I wouldn't love Jack as much if I didn't love Jan- Danny so much mm. but this week I felt like Jack really proved himself so mm. he stood up and asked did a really cute speech about asking her to be his girlfriend um he took himself off to sleep outside in the casa or Villa mm. but also when his ex uh let's say so, on Bad Ass Women's hour, my radio show and other podcasts, go check it out. Um, we referred to Fuck Buddies as luxury friends. <laughs> so, when Jack's former luxury friend entered uh, the mm-hmm, villa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he sat down and had an adult conversation with her. Yeah. He sat down and said, do you know what? Yeah, two days before, I was texting you, and it's probably not appropriate because now I've got a girlfriend. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, he didn't go and try and hide in a bush. Yeah, he was an adult. Yeah, which is a low bar for my hero of the week. But that—that's what it's taken for a boy to jump over it. <laughs> uh, um, and my villain, villainous. Sorry about this. Friends of friends of friends of Laura. Oh, it's Josh. Mm. Um, just because I feel like poor little G's heart is going to be broken into mm. and I think that he knew all along that was going to happen, and he mm. probably needed to have had that conversation with her earlier. Mm. Yeah.
3: Here's... But I have to disagree because it would have put him at risk. But we're allowed <laughs> so, to disagree. It is true.
2: We're allowed to disagree.
3: Uh my, here's the villains for you. my hero, um, because you said Jack, I'll leave that well <laughs> enough alone. I will say Laura Yeah. for coming back to Megan and saying, Do you know what? I shouldn't have said that and that was totally irrelevant yeah. to the whole situation because it's opened up this conversation about yeah. slut sort of shaming. Um and then sitting her down and being like I just want to be mates. Like yeah. to be honest actually it wasn't 100 it wasn't 10 out of 10. Yeah. And now I know and so I'll crack on with somebody else like I don't want the drama. Um and I just thought yeah good for you because I feel like she she'd be a sh- shitty enemy to have. It's, it's true you know what i mean when wise came yeah. over and she was like yeah you, you've made yourself feel better you can go now oh brilliant. and it was like sure fine okay <laughs> fine uh bit dramatic for me especially in front of an audience <laughs> um but yeah i just think she got shafted she wasn't expecting it she now appreciates it is for the best and she's conducted herself with absolute dignity a yeah. star from me
2: brilliant who's your villain the Love Island producers
3: for <laughs> <laughs> doing that stupid numbers game. Yeah. I'm just not interested. No. Absolutely irrelevant. Pick something else. They are Stop better than that game. with people's feelings. They are better than the how many sexual partners <laughs> game. Have you had? Be more inventive. That is so lazy.
2: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's amazing. It's nearly the end of this week's show, but before you go. Do a survivor, show your cousin or more for us by rating, reviewing and subscribing and if you want to get to know me or Laura a little better then come chat to us on Twitter and Instagram I'm Harriet Minter and Laura is at SuperlativelyLJ because you are superlatively fantastic, my (laughs) love. Big thank you for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, Of course, we're ending with our weekly lesson in love and this week's is from the wisest in the villa, the fabulous What Would Danny Dyer Do? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've ever feared you weren't good enough or worried about putting yourself out there, then Danny has your back.
3: You are one of the most amazing, beautiful, stunning, secure funniest girls I've ever met and I don't know who's broke you down to make you think that you ain't them things but you are. I don't know. And alright, just because you might look like Megan, you might look like other girls, I don't look like them girls, but for someone to not fancy you, there's something wrong with them.